1: You need to also work on it yourself, because I cannot be the complete crutch for you. One like each day, like do you feel good only because I make you feel good? Question from Nahomi Hernandez. Hi, Tom and Lisa, your guys' advice and authenticity is mind blowing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it with us. How do you make sure you don't emotionally use your partner to help you overcome your insecurities or to fulfill something that you selfishly want for yourself?
0: Um, Well, I do use my partner to overcome insecurities and to get things that I want selfishly for myself. Um, so I think we may be trying to avoid something that isn't necessarily meant to be avoided. I mean, the, to me, like it all comes down to why are people willing to make the sacrifices that they make? Because being in a relationship is a sacrifice, right? Like, um, the first three days when somebody's gone for me, it may be a little bit less for you, but the first three days for me, like when you would go to England, I'd be like, this is amazing. I'm a bachelor again. I can leave shit laying anywhere I want. It will be exactly where I put it. It is, it is just beyond measure fantastic. And um, I can read or play video games and not have to think about anybody else. Like
1: whatever I want to do.
0: Like this is miraculous.
1: And I love that for you as well. For Shway's. Like, I get excited for you.
0: <laughs> absolutely. You've always been very sweet about that. Um, So being in a relationship is a sacrifice. The question is, what do you get out of the relationship that's worth all the sacrifices? And hopefully that is an absolute tsunami of cool shit. And if it's not, you're probably in a bad situation. And for me, like being somebody's number one is unbelievable. Being totally unguarded with somebody, them knowing all of your insecurities and knowing they will never use them against you, like that is a point of pride for me. There's nothing you could do that would make me leverage the things that you gave me in a moment of like unguardedness against you ever, because it's not who I want to be. Like even if you went psycho and you became a total, we'll leave it, but like just a really bad person, mm-hmm. um, I still wouldn't do anything against you. I would get you out of my life. Make no mistake about that. But there, I. I I still have a person I'm trying to be and so I would never use those things against you. And I feel that that's true of you. So it's like, man, to be in a relationship where you're like, this person for their own reasons would never try to leverage this and use this against me, like, that is amazing. And to be with somebody like that who can help you with sobriety, actually look at your insecurities and realize hey, like do something about it. First of all, don't just sit there and wallow in it. Like there are things that you can do to overcome this. And you know what? Even if you never address this thing, I still love you. And I still want to go through this life as a shared experience with you. And quite frankly, all of the other things that you have about you that are amazing, like they dwarf this thing that you're worried about. So like even being able to look at and go, the thing that you're insecure about, it's real, right? It's just real. It's, a personality trait, it's a quirk, it's a whatever, either address it and make it go away or know that, you know what, I'm still down to rock with you. Like, But what if it amazing.
1: was insecurities where you're like, okay, you're completely crazy, it's an absolute, you know, like, I don't even see what you see, and it started to really affect our relationship. What would you do then?
0: Well, then you're saying that my behavior just doesn't make sense. So, I'm insecure about something, and now I have so become um... It's like got me in a weird twist where my behavior doesn't make sense anymore. Yes? Right. Okay, so your behavior doesn't make sense. Whenever behavior doesn't make sense, you need to adjust your behavior. Like simple as. And we can both think But what of somebody- if it was your
1: partner that... So like what if it was me that was super insecure and it didn't make sense and I was just really insecure about it and I kept on and on and it started to affect our relationship? What would you do?
0: All right, so... Now let's go step by step. So, first of all, you have to in a relationship own like your own stuff. So that's why it was much easier to talk about me, because I would just say, hey, you have to own your behavior. Now that would be a really bear with me, that would be a really poor strategy for you to use if I'm not being receptive. So if for whatever reason this insecurity is just eating me alive and now it's really beginning to degrade my our ability to have a functioning relationship, Um, then one, God, there, there are tiers of things. There are things that can be dressed without, um, professional intervention. There are going to be other things that would require professional intervention. I can think of things, but it's, it would get a little weird, I think, to maybe go that hardcore, um, But there are certainly things that could have happened to you especially that would create new insecurities or problems just psychologically um, and you would need to get help. Like Mm -hmm. we would need to seek a therapist. We would need to have somebody that would help us through um, just understanding what you're going through, understanding why this is becoming such an issue. And then there's this thing called cognitive behavioral therapy. And yes, that is the one thing (coughs) I would make the demand If you want to stay in this relationship and this thing is damaging our relationship, if you want to stay in the relationship, you have to do cognitive behavioral therapy, which is basically every time you're thinking about that thing, like you've got to do the work of unwinding it, of not letting it put you in a place of anxiety or fear or whatever it is that's making it so damaging that we're not able to have the relationship, cognitive behavioral therapy would help you with that where you're essentially rewiring your brain. So instead of like going down the rabbit hole every time it comes up and spiraling out of control and doing whatever behaviors it is that's actually becoming a problem, that you're going to work to reroute it. And I'm writing an article about this right now. Basically, how do you use neuroplasticity to get out of negative habit loops, mm-hmm. right? So if you've got a habit loop, let's say that you were just criticizing all the time, all the time, all the time. It's like, homie, like I just cannot take the criticism anymore. like. It's just it's wearing on me like using the impulse to criticize to flip it and think of a compliment something totally authentic something that is absolutely real. And by you using the impulse to criticize to refocus your own mind on the things you believe truly are complimentary about me to focus on that and then externalize it. That's an incredibly powerful technique and you're literally using the impulse to um, to criticize as the trigger to not, and then say the compliment. So, and it gets deep and complicated, but into Shoot. myelination and all of that. But, like, that's leveraging therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy specifically, as a way to unwind the behaviors that are becoming a problem. Because mm-hmm. it's not actually the insecurity, mm-hmm. it's actually the behaviors that manifest as an echo of that insecurity. Then on top of that, like really doing the work to figure out why you're so insecure about that thing and like what do we do to address it. Um, But I'll just throw out one. If you were horribly burned on your face, I think that would really fuck with you. And I think that we'd have real work. Now, one of the things that would come from that, so my instinct would be to show you that you're attractive nonetheless, but you're going to think I'm lying. So and understanding that the process I would need to go through getting comfortable with the way that you looked. If you let me do that, like if you let me own it and touch it and really fall in love with it and understand what I'm doing internally. No, I don't have the biological impulse to be like, oh, my God, burn victims are gorgeous. But I really do believe, especially because of my whole obsession with shared experience, like I would just start switching that trigger of like, whoa, she's burned to like the shared experience. Whoa, she's burned, shared experience. Whoa, she's burned, shared experience. And then ultimately it would just be like, I would just see you Mm -hmm. and it would have taken work and I would have had to put in the effort, but like I will make you feel, I will make you feel that all I see is the shared experience. That living this life together with you is so overwhelmingly positive that that's all that matters right when you can make somebody feel that like and i know that a key component of that is Time. You're never going to believe it in the beginning. And I've got to be willing to come back and back and back and back. And it's like the definition of success success is going from failure to failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm. And I would just commit myself. This is a multi year process to make sure that you feel because I know human nature well enough to know you're going to test me and you're going to push me away and you're going to push me away hard and then you're going to let me in a little bit and then you're going to push me away. And you're going to need to see how fucking hard can I push this guy away to see does he really love me enough to go through this. And it's going to be one of those Harry and the Hendersons moments where you're essentially going to punch me in the face to try to get me to leave so that I don't have to endure with what you're going. But all of that's predictable now. That's predictable today without you being burned. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if I can predict that behavior now, don't be surprised when it happens. So it's like, if that were to happen, like the full weight of your human understanding has got to come to bear. And it's, dude, that's just like a test. Like for me, I would see it as like, this is my opportunity. Like it was easy when it was easy. Now I get to earn my stripes when it's hard and I get to really find that connection again and I get it really like transcend the beauty. I know I have to transcend the beauty anyway. I get to enjoy your beauty for as long as it lasts. It sadly will not last forever, but it's like, If I know that going into it now, I know that you're going to age. And no matter what, burn, no burn, doesn't matter. Like eventually the looks disappear. But the internal drivers from a biological perspective don't change. So I've already got to get good at shifting my attention and focus to the shared experience and all of that. It's coming for us. But man, like that's the beauty of it for me, like to be able to do that. And I would make the same demand. Like, if you couldn't find me attractive, if I n- were no longer powerful, if I were no longer wealthy, like, and you couldn't see me as like a human being, that would be disgusting. So if I hold you to that same standard, like, why can't you hold me to the same standard? Wow, I went on with that. No, but that but was
1: that was really interesting. And going to... I would be super insecure if that had happened to me. 100%. And um, I think... Every little thing is a life's test, you know? I mean, even with all of my health issues that I've had over the last few years, um, I've struggled with it immensely, right? Like there are times, like I was just withering away. So everything that I pride myself on, on being, you know, um, fit, going to the gym, feeling good, dressing up, um, feeling sexy, you, feel like all these things that I really pride myself on and that I love to do and it makes me feel good, I couldn't do for at least a year and you know I mean I could barely stand up sometimes and so I was super insecure um you know I just I just there was I was just skinny and so I didn't feel good about myself um and so I was very insecure and I would you know kind of turn to you for um confidence and but there was a fine line for you and I really fine line in regards to Yes, I'm here to, to um, make you feel good, but at the same time, you need to explore... Your confidence on your own as well, because if I'm just relying on you to give me confidence and to make me feel okay with my insecurities, then I think it um, it could be dangerous. Because there are times where you're going to be busy, you're going to be overwhelmed, you've got a lot of work on, you're not paying attention, and now I'm just like looking for you for you know to be saved. And we had that discussion about like you need to also work on it yourself, because I cannot be the complete crutch for you. One like each day like do you feel good only because i make you feel good right so um so yeah so we've really worked on that and i so i think it's kind of two parts i think you need to work on your own insecurities by yourself you can't just turn to the other person to make you feel good about yourself and at the same time when i really did need i couldn't get out of it right if i i couldn't get out of um feeling down or feeling insecure um I would turn to you and I would be very honest and say baby like I'm just not feeling good right now like this is really weighing on me it's been three months I haven't been able to work out I still can't eat um I don't feel good about myself. We, ha- you know, I don't even want to go on date night. Um, I just need this from you. I need cuddles. I need you to come and kiss me and tell me it's okay. And you were there for me. But I think it was that combination of me recognizing what I needed from you, you being very open and willing to do that, and then also me understanding that I can't just rely on you full time f- to make me feel good about myself.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean. That is so, so, so important. And I think that's probably why I'm so comfortable leaning on you for um, times if I'm feeling super insecure is because I know I'll do the work.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not going to stay there. Like I know better than that. Yeah. And, you know, and that's something that I don't know. I don't even know how to give people that insight into in this relationship. If you, <laughs> you want to be in this dynamic, um, you can't wallow. And that, and I'll say it in a really harsh way, like that's not something that we tolerate. Now, we tolerate it for, you know, like you give it some space, you don't want to be a jerk, like you need to give the person time to mourn if they're going through something. But at the same time, it's dangerous from a relationship perspective to let people do it forever. At some point, you got to say, look, I'm going to be here to support you for Shwayze for Shwayze, but do some fucking work.
1: Yeah. And you said that to me. Yes especially because it was such a it was a digestion thing and so there was no easy fix it wasn't like oh like the flu right like oh in a week you're going to be better right. it was like this could be a two-year process and it has been a two if not longer now um and so it was like this isn't gonna solve be solved overnight so if you're not working towards getting better then um this could be really um damaging it could be damaging to our relationship it can be damaging right. to me as a, you know as a female, um, my confidence, like, and so you literally said, like, you you need to put in the work and you need to make sure that you um, are never just wallowing, you know? And sometimes... Where there were days where, like, I had to go for, I um, remember I had so many tests done on my, on my stomach, and there were days where I couldn't, I literally couldn't eat because I was having tests done. And so, obviously, you know, when you're just withering away and you're not eating, and you know, you start to feel down and sad, and, um, and you just said, like, look, you've got to snap out of it. You've got to do everything you can to um, recognize that this is just a moment in time. And the famous phrase that I love that you always say is, this too shall pass. And you did it in a way where I never just felt like you brushed me off. And I think that's really, really important. When someone's insecure um, or having trouble or feeling down or something like that, like there's gotta be a beautiful balance of love, um, support, emotional support, but also pushing them to be better. Because you weren't one or the other, right? You weren't just like, look, you're gonna have to suck it up, right? Because then I'd be like, really feel alone. so, yeah, that was really important. And you weren't just like, oh, my God, baby, you are okay. And just let me wallow and wallow and wallow. Like, you didn't let that either.